those are lessons that I learned from just watching a silly game show on TV. Ayo, what's going on, everyone? My name is Grace Curtolo, and welcome to the 19th episode of She's Got Balls podcast. Cannot believe it's 19, so close to 20. Today is November 9th, 2020. We might potentially, I don't want to say it is confirmed, have a new president of the United States of America, Joe Biden. Very excited to hear that we have a female vice president, Camilla Harris. So excited to have an empowered black Asian woman in our White House. If you missed the last few episodes, that is a-okay because they are still there. They're not going anywhere. Be sure though, if you have not checked them out yet, back to back to back, three different amazing WNBA players I had on here. So make sure you listen to those. On number 16, we had Sydney Weiss, 17, Alicia Gray. And last week's episode, we had on WNBA champ, Morgan Tuck. Now, before we get into the game recap, some sad news this past weekend that Jeopardy's host, Al Trebek, passed away from pancreatic cancer at the age of 80. Now, you might be thinking, why the heck would I be bringing that up in a sports podcast? But there was a really great article that came out from NBC Sports who interviewed Jim Schwartz, who is the defensive coordinator for the Philadelphia NFL Eagles. And he told NBC Sports that Alex Trebek, the Jeopardy host trained him to become a coach. Yes. Schwartz said he used to competitively watch the show with a small group of, wait for it, <laughs> speed readers at Georgetown. So these group of speed reading students would get together and watch the show to learn more about how to answer quick questions. He said, quote, it's not just getting the right answers. It's getting the right answers quicker than everybody else. I've always talked to football players about this. It's like, what's two plus two? Four. And somebody else says two plus two, and they start counting on their fingers. Four. Well, both of them got the right answer, but the second one, the ball was snapped and the running back just ran right past you. It was super interesting to hear him say that, just to hear that it it is true. He said, quote, I think there's some carryovers. Practice is important. Command is important. Thinking quick is important. Competitiveness is important. Those are lessons that I learned from just watching a silly game show on TV. So if you guys learned anything from Alex Trebek or watching him, be sure to slide into the DMs at She's Got Balls podcast because I want to hear your stories. I know you're probably actually so happy that we don't have a guest on this week because you just missed me. You want to hear more from me. Well, guess what? That's what we're going to do today because we're riding solo with this captain. All right, game recaps. Here we go. Starting off with the NFL, we are officially in the second half already of the NFL season. Holy cow. And this past weekend, the Buffalo Bills pulled off a big win against Seattle Seahawks and had a beautiful lead from the first kickoff. Also, what was super great and sad to hear from Josh Allen, the QB of the Buffalo Bills, that we found out after the game 
that the night before his grandmother passed away. And I think that's really important to share, not only, of course, because we give him our sympathies here at She's Got Balls podcast, but also it just goes to show you how important the team and the game was to him that not only did he show up and dominate, but also he didn't share that with the media and he kept that private. So all the focus would remain on the game and the team, and then he didn't announce it until after. So once again, Josh Allen, you are just a sweetheart. And the Steelers that aren't sweethearts because they are just freaking dominating this year continue to be the only team in the NFL undefeated after beating the Cowboys this weekend, making them 8-0. and And this is the first time that they've gone 8-0 and in franchise history. Also, this past weekend was the Miami Dolphins somehow now managing to come up with their fourth win in a row, sitting at a 5-3 and three record. And the rookie QB Tua started again and helped them beat the Cardinals. This means that Miami might actually be a playoff or a wildcard contestant. So don't sleep on them just yet. It was also crazy to hear This past weekend, the Miami Dolphins played their game without five different assistant coaches due to COVID protocols. And of course, so sad that the Tampa Bay Bucks, now with Antonio Brown's first game in, got absolutely stomped on by the New Orleans Saints. Sorry about that one, Tom Brady, but ooh, doesn't look good. Pre-game details for the games coming up this week. We're just focusing on NFL because that's all we got right now. So we are going into week numero 10, semana 10, or yes, week 10. Thursday night football will kick it off with the Indianapolis Colts at Tennessee Titans. And on Sunday night game, we have the Patriots against the Ravens and the undefeated Steelers will face the Bengals. And don't forget, this is just a reminder for all the newer sports fans out there, if you do not see your team on this week's schedule or any schedule coming up, don't worry, they're still playing, they're still in the NFL, but they might just be on a bye week, and a bye week is when they get rest and recovery time, and they don't have to play a game that week. So that's what we got for games last week, this week, and let's break down some league news. We haven't done this in a little bit, but we have some really great headlines and stories around the different sports leagues. Starting off with the MLS, Major League Soccer, they are officially in playoffs mode as the bracket is set for a November 20th start with 18 teams. Now, this past weekend, they finished their regular season. So you might ask, what are they doing from now until November 20th? Well, the players are either A, out, B, taking this time to rest and recover, or C, playing on the national team for an international frenzy coming up this week. And this week, the men's national soccer team, or Team USA, if you want to call them, will play Wales on Thursday, November 12th, and Panama the following Monday. On the women's side with the National Women's Soccer League, superstar, one of my favorites, national player Alex Morgan finally got to play her first game in more than a year on Saturday, but it wasn't in the U.S. Alex Morgan currently made her FA Women's Super League debut in the second half against Reading in a one-to-one draw. And if you're not too familiar, she did sit out of the Championship Cup this summer because she gave birth in May. She is on Orlando Pride, the NWSL team, but is currently on a loan with 
the English domestic side. And in the MLB, a little bit of baseball action here. As Biden delivered his victory speech on Saturday, the Washington Nationals posted an invitation for Joe Biden to throw out the first pitch of the opening day for the 2021 season. Now, Donald Trump never did this. He was invited. So don't think they didn't invite him. But he was invited and never did it. Actually, I didn't even realize he never threw a first pitch as a president of the United States. So hopefully we will get one out of Biden. And also, if you remember a few weeks back, Justin Turner, the third baseman for the Los Angeles Dodgers, tested positive for coronavirus in the midst of the last game of the World Series. And they did end up winning and he broke isolation and returned to the field to go take pictures and celebrate with the team. Now everyone found out about this and there was big talks about it, but then it kind of died down. But we got some news for you guys this week on that situation. And sadly, it's... Not that exciting news. The MLB said it collected information that justified Turner's actions and partly took blame for the incident, which is shocking. Side note that MLB took blame for something, but they will not be disciplining him following his actions. And they said, quote, we could have handled the situation more effectively. For example, in retrospect, a security person should have been assigned to monitor Mr. Turner when he was asked to isolate. And Mr. Turner should have been transported from the stadium to the hotel more promptly. But there's been no cases or anything at least reported that anyone on the team has contracted COVID following this fun situation. Bouncing on over to the NBA, it is announced tentatively a 72-game season to start December 22nd. Now, that means training camp will start December 1st, which is less than a month away. And this is going to be, this is very tough on teams, especially for teams that haven't played since March or on the other side for the two conference champions. That is very draining and they're only going to have a 71 day off season from the NBA finals, which means it would mark the shortest off season in history for not just the NBA, but also the NFL, NHL and MLB. Now you got two things to think about here. One, where the heck is the Toronto Raptors going to play? Because there is still no cross-border travel allowed. And so now Toronto Raptors NBA team has to look at a new home and they're potentially looking in New Jersey, Tennessee, and some other states, maybe even Buffalo again. Doubt that, but I would love to see that. And also you need to think about, okay, why are they starting it that early? only 71 day off season. That's because the television partners wanted it and the league honestly needs it. The holiday games are money making machines. The league actually informed the NFLPA, the Players Association, while they were making the decision if they wanted to move forward with this start date, that there's a difference of $500 million in revenue if it can start a season in December rather than mid-January. And that's a lot of money considering there's an estimate of $1.5 billion short across the NBA and its projected revenue for 2019-2020 because of their breakdown in a relationship with China and also the game cancellations and the amount of money that it costs to create the bubble in Orlando and no fans. 
So there's a lot to think about there. And of course, business is business. You got to think about the money. And hopefully the teams will be able to recover safely and healthy to get a good start back to the season already. And a sprinkle of college sports. I am not a big college sports fan. Don't tell anyone because I played a college sport. But I have actually never been to a college football game. Now, of course, I did go to some at my university. Shout out John Carroll. But it was Division Three, And that doesn't count as a big time college football game. And I am going to my very first one this Saturday at Florida, University of Florida, go Gators against Arkansas. Super excited. So if you guys have any tips, tricks, or anything that I need to know before going to my first college football game, be sure to let me know. It's not going to be quite the same because of COVID. It's a night game and there's not going to be many fans, but that's okay. I'm going to embrace it all and live in the moment. Also, the biggest news or headline from college football this past weekend was that Notre Dame beat number one seed Clemson. And you would expect, but not in the middle of a pandemic, that people would storm the field. And I seriously didn't even have any idea that many people were allowed at the game. It was packed. You could see pictures on Instagram, Facebook, wherever you look, because it people stormed. No, no uh, pandemic. Anything, if you can rejoice or march or protest a pandemic. We'll never get in the way of that. All right, we didn't do a hoot and a holler last week, so we must bring one in this week. And oh my gosh, this wasn't even planned, but this week's hoot and a holla goes to the Buffalo Bills franchise. Not even franchise, I take that back. It has nothing to do really with the franchise. It has everything to do with Bills Mafia and the fans. As I mentioned in the beginning of the podcast, Josh Allen's grandmother passed away the night before the game. And right when the head coach announced that after the game, Buffalo Bills fans donated to our local children's hospital in honor of Josh Allen's grandmother. And minutes after the sad announcement was made, fans collectively started to donate tens of thousands of dollars to Oshai Children's Hospital overnight, and it is currently recorded at $34,000. And that was from when I read it. So it is absolutely amazing how much they're giving back to their community. So thank you so much, Bills fans, for doing your part and showing support for your players. And our closing highlight from this past week, not only was it the presidential election, there was also so much more voting going on. And Louisiana, Maryland, and South Dakota, all three states approved sports betting and now is one step closer to joining regulated sports betting markets after voters approved ballot measures on this year's election. So all three of these states are now going to move forward and figuring out what's next to legalize sports betting in those three states. And that is that. This is number 19 of She's Got Balls podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. You guys rock. Please be sure to follow us on Instagram at She's Got Balls podcast. Leave us a review on iTunes. Subscribe, like, and share this with your friends. And let me know what you want to hear more about. Follow me on my personal pages at Grace Curatolo on Instagram and Ticker Talker. And we will see you next week for episode 20. Have an awesome week, guys. Go crush it. <laughs>